Howdy, howdy! Sweet baby Jesus. And welcome to... But It Was Aliens! The paranormal comedy podcast where we probe supernatural shenanigans to determine whether those shenanigans were actually supernatural in or nature. The sweet baby Jesus. We don't probe the baby Jesus. <laughs> that will absolutely get us cancelled. You're telling me that we don't check to see if those are actual supernatural shenanigans or if it's the sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> yes, I, that is what I'm telling you. We should probably introduce ourselves before we go any further. I'm your host this week, Kev, and that means that taking their turn as co-host this week is Mr. Granville Moonwalker, the Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? Fucking neat. You look like you're having a come to Jesus moment. <sighs> if he could touch me and take the pain away. The restorative hands of sweet baby Jesus. Today, we will be covering quite, upon my soul. quite a wide range from olden times to less olden times, all the way to kind of modern times. Time is on our side. Yes, it is. We begin this episode. Ah, oh, that voice is infectious. <laughs> <laughs> In ancient Babylonia. Babylonia? Ancient, Babylon. Ancient Babylon. We begin this episode in ancient Babylon. Walking down the road with little sweet baby Jesus. Just kicking a can. Uh, Whistling a tune. Right. We begin this episode in ancient Babylon, also known as Babylon, in the southern centre of <laughs> Mesopotamia during 1666 before Common Era. Babylonia was an Arcadian-speaking state and culture within Babylon, which is located in what is today predominantly Iraq and Syria. Basically, this was the place to be at this time, one of the biggest civilizations in the world. Let us meet one such member of this civilization. Sweet baby Jesus. It's not the baby Jesus. I'm fighting so hard not to do that voice. <laughs> so am I, but I can't help it. Manville just, just goes so well. No, it's we're saying <laughs> the baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. Manville Goonwalker. <laughs> Manville Goonwalker, a potter in the heart of Babylon, was going about their pottery. Manville had just been assigned a big commission for Babylonia scientist Gavin Craybeard, who rumour has it had commissioned Manville to sculpt Craybeard's naked body Ooh, for science. Baby Jesus. <laughs> for sweet baby Jesus. I'll just add at this point that I've done an awful lot of research on today's episode and this is all legitimately factual. Manville spent months and months caressing the sculptured nips of Craybeard to ensure that everything was just right, having studied Craybeard's body extensively and eventually the sculpture was just about ready. Sounds like a perfectionist. Manville went to the bathroom to relieve themselves before adding the final detail. True artist. As Manville sat down, hovering their butt cheeks above the pit, swinging back and forth slightly because that's how Manville rolls, straining a little from the burn because Manville had eaten a zinger meal the previous night, Manville heard 
an unusual sound. It was almost as if something was in the pit, gurgling on the odour of Manville's violent air biscuits. Manville thought about it and decided that it was just the pit decomposing and continued. Suddenly, Manville felt the warm breath of something against his legs. Even more suddenly, as Manville's pants were around Manville's ankles, Manville felt a cold, hard, really hard slap. That was the last thing that Manville knew, for Manville drifted into some form of seizure from which Manville would never recover. All that Manville's husband found when they returned home that evening was Manville, pants around ankles, with a dirty hand outlined across Manville's cheek. Manville had been visited by the Sulak, a visitor from the underworld and lurker-class demon, a lurker of the bathroom. Manville got slapped the shit out of. So Quite literally, <laughs> excuse the pun. After it put him into some form of seizure. Yep. Violent neurological activity. And it's not something that he would recover from. Mm-hmm. Did he die from the slap or did it put him in some kind of coma? Mm-hmm. The latter. Or did it give him some kind of neuropathy? So, what do you mean by neuropathy? So he got slapped so hard that he was, like, paralysed on the side that he got slapped. No. Um, I'd already given you the answer before you came <laughs> up with another suggestion. <laughs> so neuropathy. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> I can already feel this one's going to be a car crash. Sweet Papa Jesus. Oh, Lord. Wow. We get the powers of sweet baby Jesus to help us get back on track. We'll be fine. Come Praise on. The Lord. Come on, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I told you it's at night. It attacks. Sweet baby Jesus. <sighs> Look at them little fingers. <laughs> you got some good strength there. Sweet baby Jesus. What is this voice? <laughs> I have no idea. Lurker demons lay in wait for their victims when they are most vulnerable. Can you get much more vulnerable than when you're on the toilet? I debated in researching this what is more vulnerable between being asleep and being on the toilet and I honestly think it's the toilet. If I'm asleep and there is the slightest movement, I wake up. That is completely legitimate. However, if I'm on the toilet and someone so much as walks in the bathroom, I freeze. If that door opened, I am fully vulnerable. Frozen, not moving. I am prey. What if I found, or I, I think there's one that puts you more vulnerable. Mid-ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, but that's only momentary. <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> for that long, is it? But if they attack, you, how long if they attack you, you in that moment, 
<laughs> You're done for. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> they've got like a split second to strike. Right, By the no. time they've come in the door, excuse the pub. <laughs> You've come in their face. <laughs> oh no! Sweet baby Jesus, help. Send help. Sweet baby Jesus. Does it take you like hours to ejaculate then? Is that when you're most vulnerable? Are you like lying there like a pig. Ah, make it stop. Between the hours of 2 and 3 a.m. The name Sulak may derive from an ancient term meaning dirty hands, which I guess explains the slap mark. The ancient rabbis taught that on coming from a privy, aka a toilet, a person should not have sexual intercourse until they have waited long enough to walk half a mile because the demon of the privy is with them for that time. If they do bang, their children will be epileptic. So basically, if you get this thing's interest and then shag, it'll take it as disrespectful and harm your family. Or maybe it's just a dick. Stroke and epilepsy were closely related in ancient medicine, and indeed in many ancient Mesopotamian texts. Cases of stroke and paralysis were attributed to a visit from the Sulak, who in some accounts was said to take the form of a goat. This knowledge was outlined in the Talmud, a central text of Jewish theology, perhaps predating Babylonia to earlier Arcadian culture. Other accounts suggest a more lion-like centaur figure, but I think those may be mistakes as those figures are actually guardian spirits used to protect from Sulak too. It's hard to ascertain exactly what this creature looks like, or whether it may even change form. Maybe this is where uh, Mr. Hanky comes from. He's a Sulak. Hardy hole, kids. So Greybeard has put in a beast of some kind? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lion-like centaur figure yeah. that I don't think is the Sulak. That's the thing that guards against the Sulak. So you have lion body except where the head should be is the upper torso of an Amazonian looking woman I thought it looked like Rihanna it really does to be fair blonde hair <laughs> and like a, and a spear and shield and she's wearing like a nipple chain covering her dignity maybe this is her final form so they said that you had to wait long enough to walk a mile before... Half a mile, wasn't Half it? a mile yeah. before having intercourse. Yeah, because this thing's following you, but then after half a mile, it's like, I can't be arsed with this, how, I ain't getting lucky. How did they scientifically test that? With a measuring stick. Yardstick, what you call it. One of those things, the wheels that you walk around and it clicks they, every metre. How did they know it was exactly half a mile? Or is it time-based? Because they were practicing banging every <laughs> every yard. So did you have to be exactly half a mile away when you did? Or was it just the time it would take to walk half a mile? Because Basically then the time, the time yeah. it takes is different oh, for everyone. Back in ancient times, everyone walked at the exact same speed. 
Everybody. Everybody. Were you alive in ancient times? Yes. Sweet baby Jesus. Let's kick them rocks with sweet baby Jesus. Walking down a dirt road. In the early Christian era, this toilet demon was thought to be a cause of both physical and spiritual affliction. It's not clear on if those dirty hands transmit disease or if disease is a power bestowed through those dirty hands, but I examined several accounts which state that the Sulak literally slapped people with disease, just as Manville experienced. To deal with this problem, medical professionals would prescribe Ermalula Ermalulu amulets. Depictions of those lion-centaur hybrid guardians I mentioned earlier. Tablets inscribed with spells were also prescribed, buried in the walls and floors of toilets. One account I read via listverse.com suggested that another prescription to deal with this demon, which appears to have also been known as the Shed Bet Harkis in those early Arcadian times, was to be respectful of the demon by going to the bathroom alone and being quiet. No noisy shits. It was those that woke it up. Can you really prevent that? Like, if you've got to go, you've got to go. And it's going to sound however it's going to sound. That is true. Although, when it says noisy shit, does it mean the sound of air escaping as the shit takes place? Or is it referring to the mass of the shit hitting the target? Probably just screaming out, making unnecessary noise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Having a grunter. Um, this should have been a Patreon episode. How easy do you think it was to be a doctor back then? I was going to say easy because you didn't need to know anything. Just come up with utter crazy solutions and people were like, yeah, let's give it a go. But then I thought... They've got to work for people to believe it. So but you've got just, to get lucky to You could just extent. say that they've done it wrong. Mm, yeah, I suppose. But then you've got to be convincing with it as well. Just so make it, it, compl- of, make it complicated. Gap. That they have to, like... Scratch your ass with your left hand and... Jump up and down on your right foot. Juggle without touching balls. your, Without allowing your big toe to touch the ground while staring at a full moon. If your foot touches, that's when the snake will bite you. Like the invisible snake and the, the cure <laughs> won't work. You could come up with any bullshit like that. Yeah, but it's then. actually got to cure someone though. Yeah, but you could just tell them they've done it wrong. And then but tell then it's got to cure someone that. at some point. <clears throat> Otherwise, no one's going to believe you're a good doctor. You just tell someone that hasn't got it to do that thing and that it cured them. You just convince them that they have it, tell them <laughs> to do that, and then they're fine. You'd have made a really bad person in ancient times. Just sceptical. You've just got to lie. You're sceptical. Yeah. I'm coming up with all the different ways that you could have been a prick of a doctor. Oh, I thought you were mapping your career. We ever go back in time? (laughs) (laughs) To the doctor. To the time. Sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) I've been telling you about things dating back to pre-documented history thus far. But we know that time is on the side of demons. Until they make sweet baby Jesus. We'll now be moving on to more well-documented times. Marcus Aurelius Antonius, Antoninus, I thought that was Antonius, but I think it's Antoninus, 
Augustus. Antoninus. A.K.A. Elagabalus. <laughs> Elagabalus. Came into power. Ariza Balaga. <laughs> came into power inheriting the throne as Emperor of Rome in 218 Common Era. This guy lived. He did it all. Religious controversy, sex scandals, proper politician. Elagabalus made people celebrate the sun god Elagabal, after whom he was named posthumously, having been their high priest before emperor rather than king of the gods Jupiter. I'm sure I pronounce this guy's name differently every single time. In Roman times, there were such a group as Vestal Virgins. These folks were the most holy of virgins, chosen before puberty to serve for 30 years. If they lost their virginity, they were buried alive. The Divirginator was publicly beaten to death. Elagabalus said, F it, divorced his first wife and married a Vestal Virgin claiming it had create godlike children. Who's going to beat the emperor? This guy married at least three other people too. Technically two, as he remarried the ex-Vestal Virgin and Elagabalus also married a man, possibly two men. Elagabalus also legitimately sucked off many a male courtier and loved the butt stuff. Meanwhile, Elagabalus literally prostituted himself. The man lived, damn it. Elagabalus selected political council based solely, solely on the size of their penis. Elagabalus has one of the worst reputations of all Roman emperors. And I say, why, damn it? This is a man you can get behind, quite literally. I won't get massively into this, but eventually Rome got pissed off after all sorts of scandals and revolted somewhat. Elagabalus hid in a toilet. Yep, bad move. Elagabalus had made a lot of noise in toilets over the years. Next thing you know, Elagabalus was beaten to death and his corpse was dragged through the streets. Did the Sulak do the damage? Elagabalus passed away about the 11th or 12th of March, 222 Common Era. Elagabalus was 18 at the time of his passing. Damn, son. <laughs> this man lived. Lived. Lived a life. I thought you were about to say he was like 32 or in nope. his 40s or something. Nope. This <laughs> Can you imagine, though, having... No choice in whether or not you lose your virginity. Like you're born. In oh life. yeah, olden times were horrific. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> you gonna stay a virgin? This guy got married like five times and he was eighteen. <laughs> I'm the emperor and do what I want. <clears throat> Absolutely bonkers, and this is all legit. He was literally just a horny teenager. Horny teenager. And, and he had the power to yeah. do whatever he wanted. Absolutely. Um, Elagabalus may have actually been among the first famous transsexual people. Liked to dress as a lady and be called a lady at times. Mm. Indeed. 
but imagine being in a tavern and the king or queen walks in like, who wants to shag me for a tenner? <laughs> imagine Prince William walks in to a pub. Who wants to? <laughs> Just walks in. Hello. Pegs anyone? <laughs> I'd like to do some washing. Does anyone have any pegs? <laughs> During a period of turmoil within English history following the passing of King Ethelred the Unready, King Edmund had been ruling England for nearly a year. Ethelred had been spam attacked by Vikings before being exiled by Sven Forkbeard, returned after Forkbeard died five weeks later, before Ethelred himself died three years later during April 1016. As you may expect, King Edmund II was king during a difficult period, but Edmund was a strong king. This man had abs. Take my strong... Oh, I'm saying my voice is fucking gone. I was going to do the take my strong hand, child. Uh, I can rest easy for the end of the episode today. <laughs> Edmund's performance in battle earned him the nickname Edmund Ironside. Edmund's forces still struggled though, and Edmund was forced to sign the Treaty of Alney with Forkbeard's son, Knut or Canute, aka Nut, giving Canute or Knut the great power over all of England but Wessex. The treaty dictated that if either Canute or Edmund died, the other would inherit their kingdom. On November the 30th, 1016, 25-year-old King Edmund sat on the toilet. Do you reckon this is where the swear word came from? <laughs> <laughs> Such a canute. <laughs> I don't think it is, but it would be amusing if it was. As Edmund relieved himself, and I'm not sure in what way he was relieving, but Edmund heard something below. <laughs> this sound was almost like a metallic ping. What have you been eating? Edmund held for a second, but quickly realised that nobody would be in the ship pit, so thought nothing of it. Edmund was a king, and boy golly did Edmund eat like one, so this relieving of oneself was not quiet. It sounded like punching a muddy bog repeatedly. At that moment, Edmund felt something, a little prick. Suddenly, the pain was excruciating and ran straight through the middle of Edmund's body. Blood began trickling from Edmund's mouth as the king took his last breath. Something long and sharp, almost like a king's sword, a dragon's claw, or a lengthy goat horn had been rammed from beneath, straight up the arse of Edmund all the way to his throat. The king was dead. Right through his canoe. <laughs> <laughs> right through his canoe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was thinking when you said that there was a, a metal tingling, like ping sound. Mm-hmm. That maybe there was someone under there with a spear, and they were trying like 
just thrust that spear up and like they knew the king had <laughs> so a private a, an assassination attempt yeah they knew he had a private shit on <laughs> well they probably just stood by the side they waited until he was under it and then they were like right straight up I don't know that the um, the poop here is huge but you don't know that it's not oh no as in like, I don't know that you can get out of the firing line is what I'm trying to say oh uh, and obviously the floor would have been covered in it as well dirty job <laughs> someone's yeah, got to do someone's it someone's got to do it I guarantee it wasn't Canute himself but I reckon the assassin probably got paid well they got I don't know some land from it maybe and a goat unless it was the Sulak themselves and they had a picture of sweet baby Jesus no on their wall this this demon must be absolutely filthy you can understand why it's got a dirty hand can't you it's just taken load after load in but the it ship didn't bit. slap him but didn't need to it was pissed off <laughs> but in general just like Elon just stood under there put his hand up and elongated a nail <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate finger <laughs> got finger banged. <laughs> the ultimate finger bang. Oh, what a way to go as a king! Dragon Elvis pissed off the Sulak. <laughs> Son, mm-hmm. can't can't speak badly <laughs> of Elvis. I fucking can. Uh, on the morning of the twenty fifth of October, seventeen sixty. The by then hard of hearing and blind in one eye 76-year-old King George II, King of Great Britain and Ireland, was drinking a cup of hot chocolate. It was 6am. George loved his choc-choc. Afterwards, the king made his way to his close stool, which is basically a portable toilet, a chair you sit on with a hole so your mess can drop into the container below. Royalty back in the day tended to eat well, and when I say well, I don't mean in terms of healthiness. After a few minutes in the room alone, one of the king's assistants heard a loud noise, a noise louder than the royal wind, followed by a big thud. The valet entered the king's toilet chamber to be greeted by the sight of the king on the floor. The king was lifted into bed, but it was done. The king was dead. I think at this point we've learnt enough to know that King George II had a loud shit, offended the Sulak, and so took a dirty slap to the face. Do you reckon, depending on how much it annoys them, depends on the method in which it dispatches its victims? So, if you do a quieter one... It might give you a slap or it might just follow you and think about it until it's calmed down. If you do a nasty one, you're getting the goat claw. Mm-hmm. The, the, the extended finger bang. Getting finger banged. This time we just got a Sulak slap. <laughs> because I suppose the sewage system or something like that in the house back then. Would you even have it in the house or would you go out to... A different room. Uh, Either way, you'd the have smell a portable one in the house through the house, and then a pit in the garden. Probably. Imagine not having a toilet, like just having a hole in the floor today. I guess if that's what you grow up with, that's normal. But if I had to go back to that now, oh, <laughs> I don't even like going camping. I'm never going camping. Screw that. <laughs> I like me a warm bed. 
and a flushing toilet. Not only do I love a warm bed, I've got a weighted blanket as well. Mm. They are the best. Yeah. You probably haven't heard of this next account, but there was once a semi-famous guy born in Mississippi called Elvis Presley. Apparently, he sold a few records at some point. Anyway, Graceland. August the 16th, 1977. You just Sorry, didn't see this one coming. <laughs> Elvis, the king of rock and roll, was having some chill time at home, having finished the concert on June the 26th. Elvis took himself to the toilet on this fateful afternoon. Elvis wasn't the slimmest of folk by this point, respectfully, at an alleged 25 stone, and had a lot of faeces to unload. Sadly, that faeces would not be fully unloaded, for Elvis fell from the toilet, possibly experiencing a seizure and landing face down, arse up. Elvis was found by his partner, Ginger Alden, unconscious, possibly already deceased on the floor of that bathroom. An ambulance arrived, but attempts to revive the king failed, and Elvis was pronounced dead at 15.30. Heart failure. Elvis was 42. Now I know that you may have heard that heart difficulties and heavy substance misuse played a part in the passing of Elvis. Copious amounts of opiates, barbiturates and sedatives carried in free suitcases wherever Elvis went. But it's rumoured that Elvis had chronic constipation. Indeed, there was reportedly 30 pounds of faeces inside Elvis when he passed. That doesn't lend itself to the most quiet or swift of bathroom experiences. As is summarised by allthatisinteresting.com, it is quite possible that Elvis strained to defecate with all that poop inside him and the strain led to a heart attack. Or did the noise irritate the Sulak, who may have witnessed years of bathroom abuse? Did the Sulak strike the king with a dirty slap? <laughs> I was going to say, if you're possibly straining to relieve yourself, mm-hmm. it raises your blood pressure massively mm-hmm. if you're constipated. So I was going to suggest maybe a burst of blood vessel or something within him and he bled to death from the inside. Yeah. Or again, maybe he just made so much noise that the uh, Sulak... Got very, very pissed off. I also have to apologise to anyone that listens to this episode. My voice goes from normal to extremely deep halfway through this one. Sweet baby. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) What happens if you're constipated for like a year? Does it start coming out of your mouth? I think you end up looking like Ooh. you're pregnant and then it bursts and probably... Oh, in your body? Like, yeah. Oh, that's grim. I mean, pooing out got... your mouth isn't particularly pleasant, but... <laughs> you've got all <laughs> kinds of problems. I, I, sometimes I ask questions in jest and immediately regret it. <laughs> <laughs> it 
when you wrote that, were you thinking of that South Park episode? <laughs> uh, I may have thought about it once or twice. <laughs> Does that mean? <laughs> it's one of the best episodes. <laughs> Just to remind ourselves of Eat evidence. Food for the asshole. <laughs> Just to remind ourselves of evidence of the Sulak. The Sulak is legitimately mentioned in the Babylonian Diagnostic Handbook, Tablet 27, written during the 1000s before Common Era. It's written that when peeing or pooping, a potential victim is vulnerable. Babylonian accounts may be based on even older Hittite accounts, which refer to toilet-related disease as being down to the hand of a demon or ghost. We have legitimate medical handbooks, doctor's guidance passed down on what to do to keep safe around these dangerous pests. The demons must have existed then, right? You can trust a doctor. Didn't we say earlier? (laughs) We said no such thing. (laughs) Literally. I said you would be the most trustworthy of doctors in olden times. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) Make up any type of bullshit they want. Um, and clearly I wouldn't do that for I always tell the truth on this show. Dare you to say that in front of the sweet baby Jesus. I mean... Because it's Sulak Slappy for that. Well, with all due respect, I'm not the most religious of folks, so that's not a huge ask for me. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's still Slappy. You'd be like, true Slap. Slap your soul. I was going to say, what soul? (laughs) And then I thought, wait. Looking to science briefly to find a different explanation for generic toilet-related illness and death, olden toilets, as were likely in place during the days of Babylon, were basically pits. The lack of an S-bend could allow both horrid smells to easily get up alongside bringing the risk of overflowing. This could easily lend itself to people getting ill, potentially seriously, after using the toilet. Ancient rabbi advice not to have sex for a bit after going to the toilet may actually have been sound health advice considering that people couldn't wash their hands like they can today. If that advice was successful, it may have reinforced the concept of the Sulak. Acknowledging the Sulak could have stopped the spread of toilet-related disease, and actually, the Sulak may have been an honest attempt to explain this disease in a somewhat pre-germ science world. Just to tidy up a bit more before we summarise, historians actually aren't sure what happened to King Edmund who died on the toilet in 1016. Some say that Edmund was poisoned, others that Edmund was assassinated. The circumstances of his death with Canute inheriting Wessex are incredibly suspicious admittedly, but there's no evidence of what happened. King George meanwhile was old, outliving all British rulers who came before him. Elvis also lived hard and we know his lifestyle probably played a big part in his passing, though we still don't know for certain if Elvis really died. We do. Do we? We haven't probed it. Maybe that's a conspiracy we can cover on the Patreon. Hmm, quite possibly. I mean, like a lot of mythical creatures and 
things like that. For example, mm-hmm. Barber Christmas, they Whoa. are they are created to tell a story or warn you from something. Sorry, kids. So potentially, this is exactly what the Sulak mm. was created for. Yeah, yeah. I've got no retort. It's pretty much where my mind is. <laughs> but let's see if I can change it. In summary, we've covered the Sulak, a demon which may originate from times before recorded history, which when you think about it, makes sense. It's a demon. This demon was recorded in ancient Babylonian, Arcadian, and maybe even Hittite culture, with the name possibly meaning Dirty Hands. The demon is of the lurker class, and basically slaps the shit out of people who use the toilet, and particularly the noisy ones, spreading disease with those dirty hands. You learnt that after taking a poo, you shouldn't have sex for long enough to walk a mile, unless you happen to have a half-lion, half-human centaur nearby. I thought it was half a mile. Look, you. <laughs> this is my story. I'll say what I like. Walking for a while. They walked different speeds back in the day. <laughs> Depends on the walker, damn it. At the same speed. <laughs> Not only has the Sulak been outlined in ancient texts, but it's also potentially reared its head throughout human history. We covered Roman Emperor Elagabalus, who died in the toilet after an interesting life of sex and sex with a bit of repeat marriage and sex work thrown in. The Sulak struck. We learned about King Edmund Ironside, who may have had a longsword or demon claw rammed up his ass whilst on the toilet in 1016. A Sulak claw. We covered King George II of Britain and Ireland, who had his morning hot chockey and then died after taking a poop. Sulak. We then covered some guy called Elvis, who also passed away on the toilet, which had nothing to do with his obesity, substance misuse or constipation. Sulak. We acknowledged that people didn't know about germs and whatnot in the ancient world and wondered whether the Sulak was an attempt to explain all the toilet-related illness. The rabbi advice not to bang, whilst for the wrong reasons, may have been good advice. That's about it for this case. If you aren't an anxious pooer, maybe you should be. You're about to get Sulak slapped. Be careful on that pan. Unless you pray to sweet baby Jesus. And or over him to keep you safe. And make, make it a quiet one. Your little hands. Sweet little baby feet. Ooh, look at them little toes. Oh, babe. <laughs> That's a totally inappropriate way to say baby. <laughs> baby. Ugh. I mean, do... So, if it's older than recorded history, was it just told, like, down Verbally through... to yeah, begin with, and then it the became ages. recorded once history became a thing. And they were like, we should uh, take note of this, of the Sulak. We need to document the Sulak, for it is killing everyone who shits in this shared, dirty bathroom. It could be nothing else. Hmm. Yeah, there's... Do you want me to uh, say my piece? 
Are you saying that it was demons? No. I'm saying, unfortunately, it's a poor diet, poor digestive system, and they were either constipated, very unfortunate, assassinated, or just killed over on the bog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm not saying it was demons either. When I started this one, I had every intention of going deep on the ancient Suluk accounts, but when I learned that the Suluk attacks people who have been to the bathroom, my mind, as as yours did, immediately went to Elvis, and this basically turned into an episode of famous historical figures who died on the toilet. There are actually quite a lot of them too. I think it's a lot more common than we think it is. Yeah, well, as you kind of said earlier, if you're straining and it can pop up vessel or Not only give that, you a heart attack or whatever, raise your blood pressure. If you've already had um, a heart attack or you have heart issues, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of strain on It's the, one of the, the most strenuous well, things your body is probably going to do because you're going to cut down on most physical activity if you're not feeling great, but you've got to go. Exactly. You can't stop that. Keep up your cardio you should be able to shit. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient accounts are quite difficult to cover as oh, I saw. That's not medical advice. <laughs> it is. But yeah, I saw so many different translations and old accounts and they're basically along the lines of um, Timmy went to the toilet, did a poo, didn't wait 30 minutes, got dirty, slapped, got ill, died. We don't really have any modern evidence outside of people pooping on the toilet and then pooping it. (laughs) And we can explain most of those away, to be fair. Any final thoughts from you, Mr. Moonwalker? Sweet baby Jesus. Disease, yeah, I agree. That is a wrap for today. Thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. You can probably tell that I've absolutely loved this episode as it's slightly more widely paranormal than our historically more alien-focused episodes. If you would like to hear more passion-filled episodes like this one, there is a simple way in which you can support the show. If you head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens, you can sign up to be a side prober. That means that you can probe with us on the side. Each month, we cover a paranormal tale too left of centre to include on the main feed, and for less than the cost of my favourite vanilla lattes, you can get access to these bonus episodes and support us to keep on making the show. I'm just thinking, this probably says a lot about me, that I love the episode that's essentially about pooping. (laughs) I am a grown-up. If you have any episode suggestions for us, you can hit us up on the Twitter at ButItWasAliens. I'm really not going to attempt that. (laughs) (laughs) On the Twitter. Yeah, that was... On the Twitter! (laughs) Thank you, Greybeard. (laughs) Uh, or you can log into the book of face that's quite fun i might start doing that (laughs) and uh search for the but it was aliens page connected to that you will find a publicly private group called (laughs) available to all though nobody is invited (laughs) you can sling a suggestion there or if you've got them you can drop paranormal memes and shit That is it for this episode. So until next time, if you walked into a church and shouted, Fuck Satan! Who would be more annoyed? The truth is up there. Hash. Tag. 100% the church because you did a swear. (laughs) (laughs) Quitting the swear box, all is good. 
Sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus.